Welcome to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Larson, and I'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Positively You podcast. You guys are in for such a treat today. This is an episode that literally lived in my dreams for quite a while. When I first started podcasting, I made a list of dream interviews that I wanted to have, and Ali Casaza was at the very top of my list. She has been a mentor for me for over a year now, like a personal mentor that I've gotten to learn from. But I have followed Allie for many, many years and been able to watch her journey and just see the impact that she has made in this world. If you don't know Allie, she is on a mission to eradicate the hot mess mom stereotype and just wants to empower women. She has built a massive audience and a multi-million dollar online business based on her proven family-oriented approach to minimalism, and it has been the funnest thing to watch her from the beginning until now and to learn from her and to literally count her among one of my friends. And now I really can because we have had real life conversations. So with all of that being said, this conversation was so much fun for me and full of so many good ideas and so much wisdom from Allie about being able to ditch that hot mess mom culture, live your best life, get rid of all of the crap that is holding you back and holding you down. And it is so good. I love learning from Allie and I know that you will love this episode too. I'm going to just stop talking right now so we can get right into it. Today, I am so incredibly excited to welcome my guest, Allie Kazaza to the show. Allie, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to talk to you. I have been a fan of Allie since like the Periscope days. If anyone remembers Periscope, I remember like setting you up (laughs) in my bathroom and like hanging out with you while I was getting ready. And so it's been the funnest like journey to watch your everything about you, like all of everything that's evolved, your business, your personal life. And feeling like I've been, had a best friend kind of along the way in my ear as well. So being able to talk to you today is seriously like a dream. So I love that. I love the internet that it can do that for us, you know, such a gift. Totally. It gets a bad rap sometimes and social media does for sure. But when you use it the right way, like really awesome things happen. So I love that. All right. So Allie, your big thing is decluttering and your book comes out in September. Holy crap. I'm so dang excited for your book. That has been the funnest journey to follow along with. Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) But decluttering, decluttering what? Like I want to hear your mission and what it is about that that lights you up so much. Yeah. Well, I think what lights me up is that it's not really just decluttering the physical spaces, but really just taking, like we can start there and we can 
notice things about ourselves. Like what emotions come up in you when you're trying to declutter a closet or a box of sentimental things or things that are attached to memories. We think it's going to just be, you know, I, I need to clear things out. I want more time in my day, which, you know, you will get and you'll clean less and things will get lighter. It'll be so much better, but then you actually go to do it. And there are so many lessons there for you with how your body even reacts to, you might get like tense and tight and anxiety, seeing a box of things that belong to somebody that's passed away or that you have had a difficult relationship with, or a time in your life that is really kind of triggering or even good emotions can cause us to keep things. So we can start there, but then it really moves beyond physical space to your life and finding clutter hidden in little corners that we didn't really realize, like your calendar, even your relationships, just kind of suppressing and there's just clutter there and, and mental clutter. And even just for me, one huge area where I had been so cluttered for so many years was my physical health, just really um, suppressing, letting things go and like that that really terrible Monica Geller secret closet and like not looking, not dealing. I just think what I love about decluttering and walking other women and other humans through this process is how symbolic it is. When we're physically removing things from our homes, it's freeing us, it's teaching us things, it's opening us up and helping us see how much time and energy was going to something as simple as like extra laundry that we didn't really realize we were doing just because we had the clothes and like how that is so mirrored in our calendars and our health and our well-being like it, there's really clutter everywhere and you are in ownership like you get to be in charge of removing that and really decluttering everything so that your life is aligned with what you really want it to be and it's not you know running you Right. Okay. So I'm super curious when you started out on this and you decided, I think you started with your kids toys was that was like the breaking yeah. point where something's got to give. Did you know then what you know now about it being this whole life thing where there's all of these lessons or was it just like, I need some space and you've learned these lessons kind of along the way? Um, yeah, I had no idea any of this would happen. I had no idea that this would become my job. I had no idea that it was even called minimalism. I just was, I was a mom of three under three and that was a really intense time, but everybody made it seem like there's no way to have joy here. Like just try to car pay all the DMs, but like it sucks and you're insane for having your kids this close and it's going to be insane for the rest of your life. And it kind of felt like all the moms had decided they just subscribed to something really, really hard with no options, no other options. And that was really hopeless to me. So I was just in this place of being a really desperate mom who was absolutely depressed and really struggling with just even like when I would wake up in the morning, like now when I wake up, I kind of, you know how you wake up and you kind of come to and you run through your day. Like, mm -hmm. like, what day is it? Am I, do I get to sleep in? Do I need to wake up? Like, what day is it? What's happening <laughs> today? Run through it. Yeah. I would kind of wake up and do that and just feel full of absolute dread and no, no particular reason. It's just, it was my, my reaction to it's time. The sun is out. It's time to do this again. And that's, that's not okay. <laughs> 
Like there's That's maybe a terrible seasons. place to live. Yeah. And I'm like having these beautiful babies and this beautiful life that I, I wanted and I was feeling that way. And, and that's the thing, Jesse, is that there was nothing going on in my life that was like, oh, well, it makes sense that I would feel like that because we're going through a divorce or I'm going through this terrible time and I'm really sick or, you know, I just had a baby and they're not sleeping. Like it makes sense that sometimes we feel that. Um, but I was doing life from that place. I was raising my kids from that place and, um, it was just not good. And so being there, like I was so desperate and I'd had this kind of like epiphany moment where, what if I just didn't have to do all this anymore? Like I'm noticing all the stuff I'm doing all day and it really is just maintaining stuff and it's stuff that I don't even think we need. So what if it was all just gone? And that kind of led me to taking one final stab in the dark and hoping that this might make things better. Cause doesn't it kind of make sense if, if oh, we just had sure. less stuff and there was less, like, I was kind of like, okay, if this isn't rocket science and I can kind of see, you know, what's happening is not helpful or necessary. So what if there was just less? So that's how it started was this like last ditch attempt to take something off my plate. My God, I was so desperate and alone and yeah. stretch so thin. Which I totally understand. I have three kids and I had three under five at one time. So not quite okay. as crazy as you, but that was such a gift to me when I did follow you and kind of leaning away from that hot mess mom culture mm-hmm. where we're just going to throw our hair up in a messy bun. We're going to be in our sweatpants all day. It's always going to be a mess there. There's all of these like tongue in cheek quotes you know, like cleaning your house with toddlers is like brushing your teeth while eating Oreos. And I loved that there was someone else, you, who was like, yeah, no, actually this sounds terrible. I don't really want to do that. Even though like we say things tongue in cheek, but really inside we're like, but please know someone fix it because I don't want to stay here. So thank you for being brave and for fixing it for yourself. And then being like, Everyone else needs to hear this because it was life-changing for me. And I know it's been life-changing for thousands of other women. Thank you. That makes me so happy because yeah, I would, I remember going over to a friend's house. I don't even remember what friend it was or, or what the situation was, but it was just like a play date or something and seeing this sign that said like the best moms in the world have sticky floors and happy kids or something like that. Like, you know, those signs that you can go to like Hobby Lobby. And like you said, those memes, those things we all reshare because it kind of helps us feel seen, kind of makes you feel better temporarily. But really, I don't want sticky floors. That's gross. Like I want to feel good in my space. Also, like with my personality, I am very affected by my environment. I love a beautiful space. I love to feel good. Like when I wake up to a disaster, it affects me. Like that affects me. I don't think it's not like you can have it all. You don't have to choose. But it is like, yeah, sometimes I have sticky floors. I'm sure if you go out there right now, like somebody didn't do some chore and there's crumbs on the floor. Like, you know, life is being lived in this space. It's okay for it to not be perfect. I don't want that. But man, it's basically the message is like, something's always got to give. You're never going to feel harmony in your life. It's always going to be kind of a suck fest. And that is motherhood. And that is what everyone has subscribed to. And that is just it. And I, I just, I didn't want that. I want everyone listening to know, like, I'm sure we'll dive into all of this and how and all that stuff. But 
The first thing I want you to understand is that it absolutely, it does not need to be that way for you. You can choose to subscribe to that. And because you are subscribed in that list, that's going to be your reality because you've agreed and you believe and you've subscribed. But there's other realities you can choose to subscribe to. You can choose to decide that that does not get to be that way for you, that you don't want to have gross floors. <laughs> like yeah. it doesn't have, you don't have to pick that you can find a way to support yourself and having a space that really supports you. Sticky floors and a disaster everywhere is basically paying rent or a mortgage every month for a space that's not supporting you. That right. doesn't make any sense to me. No, so not at all. There's other, yeah, like what I want women to know and, and, and people to know, like we've got dads, like my husband has gone through one of my courses, like anyone listening, it doesn't need to be that way. It's, you can unsubscribe and subscribe to something new and different and better. And I think the, the, dangerous, maybe it'd be a strong word, but I'm using it. The dangerous thing about hot mess mom culture is that they use like they, meaning like society, other moms, whatever, use it as kind of this bridge to camaraderie. And so you're kind of in this yeah. hot mess club and look at like the movies and TV shows. What happens when an, a mom unsubscribes from that? And she like starts to take care of herself and she has like systems in place and rhythms and She's feeling good about her home. She's feeling good about her body. She's feeling good about her marriage, her sex life, like her beauty, her, her relationship with her kids. She's always the villain. She's yeah. always like, I don't know. You can cut this out if I'm saying words I'm not allowed to say on your show. No. She's yeah. always like the stone cold bitch that bakes cookies and is just like so skinny and so perfect. And it's just this, they villainize mothers not being a mess. And that sure. is, that is the hot mess mom culture. So if you're listening and you're like, what do they mean by that? That's what it is. And it's really toxic. It's not good. Yeah. Because who is going to want to step out, right? If you've got this camaraderie, you're yeah. feeling like we can all get together and, you know, wind it up or whatever. Yeah. And then you're the one that's like, well, actually I'm good. Yeah, that's scary. Different is scary. Better, even if it's better, if it's different, it's still scary. And that's hard to step out of. And it actually it leads me into asking you a question. I was listening to your live from yesterday. Um, and you were talking about being productive, where so for context, anyone who's not aware, Allie's moving, talking about getting everything moving and prepped for that, and saying, like, throwing yourself into that where we feel validated or we feel productive because we're doing quote unquote, productive things. But mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we avoid the work that really needs to be done, up leveling ourselves, doing things we really want, because who are we if we don't have the mess to clean up? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a scary realization to do, because if I'm not chasing messes all day, if I'm not organizing and cleaning and putting out all the fires, then who the heck am I? And I think and that, that it's like, a it's like a mask that like, okay, let me give some examples to help people understand this. This can look go a lot of different ways. So maybe you're none of the examples I give. Maybe one of them really jumps out to you. But one way this could look is in your, like if you're married or living with someone, you've got kids with this person and you're like in the same space doing life together. You, uh, you might be finding yourself using your busyness, using the chaos, using the really, really long to-do list that can never be caught up as kind of a a cop-out 
for everything. So maybe like you feel like you have to like perform to prove that you were productive that day. This happens a lot in my work with stay at home moms. They feel like they're not contributing financially, which you absolutely are, but they feel like they're not. And so they use that productivity, that busyness, that exhaustion, that exhaustion is a measuring stick for if they have succeeded in the day or not. Right. And so they make sure they run themselves ragged to prove to their partner, look how exhausted I am. This happened, this happened. And, and then the other side of it is with friendships. Um, kind of just get together as moms and bitch about the day and complain about the kids. And oh my gosh, my least favorite one is, is complaining about your husband's like just have you ever been in a mom group or even like a Bible study where oh, it yeah. is completely like this festering pool of negativity about the husband. And it's so toxic because it's really just using negative negativity and complaining to create a bond. And and that is like you're performing, you're making sure it stays negative, you're really creating a mask in front of yourself that's made up of chaos. So if you were to remove that, if you hire me, I come in and I get rid of all of it. We work together and we get rid of all of it. Your days are good. You actually experience boredom because that happened to me and that happens to lots of women that go through my programs. You get bored and you're like, huh, I think I'm going to take a bath. I think I'm going to like go to the gym. I think I'm going to take the kids for a walk. I think I'm going to bake cookies. I think I'm going to do something that feels really good. And you don't have that exhaustion to measure your worth anymore. And you don't have chaos to hide behind. Who are you? You may notice you feel panicked because you have to prove something to yourself or your partner or have something to complain about when you get together with your friends because that's the foundation of your friendship. Um, women in particular just really measure their self-worth by exhaustion. And we wear it like this badge of honor. And that's why we talk about it all the time. And, and on Instagram, these moms that are like, okay, it's day 14 of no shower. And I just like tried to pee alone. And the kids came in and like, just sharing where I'm at today. No, like, no, get some freaking boundaries. Get in the shower. First of all, like don't share that publicly and like get <laughs> in the shower, like have some, dis like have some dignity, like love yourself. And that will spill out onto your kids, onto your home. So that is really just a picture of hot mess mom culture and using productivity as a mask and hiding behind it and trying to prove something. Sometimes it's just to yourself or to a parent that's no longer around you, but you always felt like you had to perform to earn love, to earn rest. A lot of moms perform to earn the bubble bath. You know what I mean? Just yep. that. Don't throw yourself into the to-do list when you're really just avoiding inner work that needs to be done. Hey guys, wow, it is hot out there this summer, and that is the perfect segue to introduce you to this week's podcast sponsor, HydroJug. Listen, you know that I'm always talking about drinking enough water and making sure that your body is hydrated, and that is why I'm so dang excited to partner up with HydroJug this summer. But seriously, if your goal is showing up as the best and most positive version of you, which I'm pretty sure it is, then staying hydrated is key. 
I've been taking my hydro jug all over the place this summer to make sure that I'm getting all the water that I need to be my best self. And hydro jug has made it so easy for me to do that. It comes with their carry straps, an integrated handle, and super cute sleeves. I mean, I'm talking super cute sleeves. But what I love the most is that this holds a half a gallon of water so that I'm not worried about refilling up during the day. I can just fill up and get on with my life. So to help you stay happy and hydrated this summer, Hydro Jug is going to give you 10% off. All you got to do is use the code POSITIVELYYOU at thehydrojug.com and then me and you can hydrate all summer long in style. Go grab a drink and let's get back into the show. So if I'm sitting here and I'm listening to this and I'm feeling like you have just cut me open where I'm like, oh snap, I got called to the floor. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what do I do? Like, what's my first step then? Like, do you start where you started? Do you start with the physical? Because that's probably easier to tackle first than diving super deep in with yourself. It is. And <sighs> You know, when I, I don't really do like, I'm not, I'm rarely sitting with a woman and coaching her. I used to do that. And so when I did and have done that, I do sometimes morph it to be more particular for her, but I got to say, you would think that you'd start within because everything then spills out of that. And you know, that would be great. That would be so great, but most people are not ready and so I find that starting with the physical space is always the best place to start because it's so doable. The biggest hurdle is finding time to do that. And we can, you can create time, like you can cut it from somewhere else. Like there's always a way to do that. And when you're just are physically like, you know, I know I'm kind of a mess and I know I have a self-worth issue and I know I use chaos is a mask and I hide behind it and I've been really negative and I've been subscribing to this belief system about my motherhood that's not serving me, but I just really can only handle purging my closets right now. Then that's what we're going to do. So I find that it's just a really doable start. And as they go through that, you know, that program is your uncluttered home. As they go through your uncluttered home and they start to do that work, it's happening already. It's therapeutic. They're purging physical spaces and it automatically means purging stuff within you're making decisions and that feels really good. Like sometimes you just need a win, even if it's a small win, even if you're aligning your bathrooms and your closets and your kitchen more with who you really want to be. And it, and there's so much inner work to be done and so much calendar clutter to sift through and decisions to be made and hard conversations to have it's nice to just start with the home. It's nice to just start filling some trash bags. And so the, that's the reason my answer is start with the physical space. And that's the reason that it is that because it's always too hard to do the other stuff. You need the easy first start. You need that first step. You need to build some momentum and process and make some decisions and progress. Then you're more ready and you've kind of evolved a little bit and you're more ready to like, huh, I think that I'm, I think I have a tendency to hoard a lot of things and I struggle with fear that I might need it again. I'm going to dive into that and then we can get into, you know, other programs and other next steps to start to clear all of that out. And basically you're on your way to being the best version of yourself, which is always the goal, right? Yes. Oh, totally. And I love what you said too about, I am a huge believer in 
a goal and you make it smaller and you go smaller and you gave yourself those wins. Like, I don't care how big or how small that win is. I mean, make it as small as it possibly can be because it doesn't matter. It just needs to be that little thing. And I love the idea of that you start with the physical and you don't really know that you're doing that inner work because that's hard. That's hard to do. It is so hard to look yourself and look at the things that's going on and dig deep and want to change. And so if you can do that kind of subconsciously as like a, a bonus step, I love that that's where you start, but then you don't stop there. Oh, I was going to say also, you know, in my experience every single time, like I can literally not think of one time this hasn't been true. The external environment always mirrors the internal environment. So there is a connection there. So there, you're not just like, we're just going to start small into your closets as you're getting stuff out of your physical space. It's very symbolic of what's going on inside of you. And so things come up. You might think it won't, but they, they always come up. Women are, are crying. Emotions are purging. They're realizing things that need to be healed. They're realizing the biggest thing is that we just don't honor ourselves enough to have a space that supports us. And we go through, we have these piles of just like shit. And it's like, you are so worthy of not living in a space like that. So there is, it's a mirror and, and it's just easier to start with the results that's being mirrored out externally than the actual cause. So yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Something that you mentioned before was that when, when you do go through that and you purge things and you make more space in your day that you're bored, right? Yeah. And so what is your next step or your advice to someone who now is like, okay, well, it's all clear. So I'm not cleaning up messes anymore. I'm not putting out fires. Mm -hmm. Then that's when the work starts of like, who am I? Right? Like, yeah, (laughs) I can only take so many baths. I can only take the dog on so many walks before I'm like, okay, I'm bored Mm -hmm. with this too. So what happens after that? Like, where do you go? Yeah. Not everyone has boredom. Some people, their schedule is so cluttered. They are just like, well, now I'm still running and like breathlessly just running from one thing to the next. And they realize that that needs to be cleared, which is a really great next step. But for those that do get to the point where they're like, you know, a lot of the time, if someone is a stay at home mom and she's really just her house is everything. It's your job, right? If you're a stay at home mom, that's your job. And so if it's cleared, well, who am I? Um, I think it's so beautiful because so much of the time, these women, they never thought that they would, they had something in them and it will come up. Like when you give it space, something will come up to fill it always. It's, it's one of the laws of the universe. It's scientific law. And so a lot of the time what happens is somebody will have never even thought of having a business or never thought they were an entrepreneur and they'll get an idea. And it turns into a passion. And so they'll start like a side hustle or they'll join an MLM and start making money there. Or they've realized they have a passion for something and they start volunteering. Or I've had women in my program start nonprofits. I've had them start homeschooling and they never thought they could do that. Always kind of wanted to. And now they have space. So they start doing that. Um, I've had women realize their relationship is terrible and and end it and, and move on and be a single mom because they're not available for verbal abuse anymore. And like all kinds of things come up, but it's really beautiful because it's the lesson of when we give it space, what needs to be looked at can come through when we're so run ragged and we're so 
always the next thing and I'm always behind and I'm cleaning up but they're making a mess behind me and I got to get dinner on the table and I got to get to baseball on time and shoot I forgot to put dinner in the crock pot so now we're gonna have to order pizza you can't even you don't know who you are you can't even breathe you can't even think and when that is all diffused it's like I think I really want to write a book I think I want to start a blog like things just come up um, so yeah, I would say that's usually how it goes, but also a lot of women just, they need more purging. They maybe need to do another round in their home because they didn't quite make ruthless decisions. They kind of were scared. Sometimes, like I said, they're so busy. They realize like, well, I'm still running ragged because my house was pulling for me and my schedule was pulling for me. Now it's just my schedule, but I'm ready to release that. And so the life clutter, you know, we cover that in Unburdened and really working through like who you are, your mindset, your schedule, how your days are going, what your boundaries are. Like you can kind of move on to the next wave of what's needing your attention, whether it's more clearing or going on to something awesome, like starting a business or, you know, home educating or becoming a teacher, whatever it is. Yeah, no. And that's really cool. And obviously this is an audio thing, so people can't see this, but when I asked you about this, I don't know if you noticed this in yourself, but you lit up when you were talking about <laughs> women seeing themselves and what they're capable of. And that's what it is. Like, yeah, getting rid of your stuff and having a cleaner house and feeling organized and just calm is fantastic. But you, I can see that you've seen it happen so many times because literally you lit right up talking about what that does to elevate you as a person. Like, yeah, and this is something you say all the time is, you know, you buy stuff once with your money and twice with your time or something like that. I'm probably butchering. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. You buy it twice, once with your money and once with your dollars. And then again with your minutes. Right. And so if you're not having to do that, like you have so much more room to become the person that you want to become that you might not have even known that that's what you wanted to do. And that's, what's so amazing about it is, is that it's so much more than just having a clean house and feeling a little bit more calm and not having that clutter adding to your stress. It's really about giving yourself the opportunity to become that best and highest version of you. Absolutely. It's about like who, this is my struggle and probably why I don't have really a lot of friends in the minimalism space is because, or like organization. Like I think sometimes people see on the outside, like when they first come into my business, they see the front gates are like declutter and they think like, oh, organization, home and all that. And there's that, it's there a little bit, but only to be a means to an end. And it's, it's a decluttering is not a, a religion to subscribe to a set of rules to follow. And this is how many pencils you should have. And this is how many jeans and books and, and, and journals you're allowed to have. It's, I just don't like that. I only want to use it as a tool to improve my life to create more time and to create more energy because I only have so much energy. Like I have a little energy reserve and it has to be split up amongst all these things. So I got to protect that and time. That's the great unreplenishable resource. If I can do something and use it as a tool to give myself more of that, I've won at life. So we got to see minimalism and maybe don't even call it that if it's not your thing, like decluttering, getting the stuff the unnecessary out as just a tool to give us a pathway, an open pathway to figure out who we really are. 
because you're not here to maintain the mundane. You're here to actually live a life that you've been picking up after and not living. So I really, I really don't care about the house. I really don't care about organization. I I'm the least organized person I know. And I like simplicity because it leaves no need for organization. So I really just want to talk about, you know, who are you now and, and what, what lights you up now? What have you discovered about yourself? Who are you becoming? What have you created time for that's really making you more aligned with like that highest version of yourself? That's what I'm interested in talking about. Not like, okay, let's talk about the towels. You need this many. I'll give you tools. I'll give you strategy. I'll tell you what to do in each room. That's what I'm good at. But it's all just to get that lighter version of you awake, alert, alive in your relationships and, and breathing and happy because that's the mom your kids need. That's the person that you need to be, that you're called to be. And that's what the world needs you to be. For sure. And that's one of the things, right, with anything, with organization or how to be a mom or cooking and meal plans, anything that has, this is the one right way. This is the rule. This is this. That feels heavy. Yes. It feels like so much more. And so that's why I love the way that you teach this is that it is, I don't actually care exactly how you do it as long as we just get to that end point and get there and get you being your best and highest self, because there is a spot for survival mode. There are times and seasons in our life where that's where we're at, Mm -hmm. but it, it should stay a season for sure. It should not be your entire life. And that's why like the work that you're doing, I just love so much because it's taking on the hot mess mom culture. It's taking on the rules and regulations and restrictions and everything that's just like, because <laughs> it makes you yeah. feel awful. Yeah. And, and letting us really light up and be that person that we want to be, because if we each can do that, right, the world's going to transform. Absolutely. And so, so yeah, that's what it's all about. Using this as a tool, not subscribing to a new set of rules or making it super legalistic or unrealistic or un- not doable for you. Use it. You, I, I kind of want, I feel like there's like, every mom needs to have like a fanny pack with like little tools in it that she can pull out to help herself live better. And this is just another one of those tools in your toolkit that you can pull out and use to help yourself live better and lighter. I love that. All right. So another question through all of this, you have been writing your book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It comes out in September. I want to know the process, not even the process, but like, how are you feeling with that? How is it writing the book? And like, what are you most excited about? Yeah, it was such a crazy process, like getting the book deal, um, actually writing it. I mean, it's just so, it's so neat to be doing this work. And like, like you said, I've evolved, the business has evolved and we are working on helping women simplify every part of their lives. So the book is really going all the way back to step one. And so I feel like there's like a method, like the Ali Kasaza method or whatever, where it's like, here, we start here and we work up and there's like this big method made up of several frameworks and the decluttering framework is the first one. So really going back there and getting that like ground level in my business and my message and starting from scratch and restating all those things that I say all the time. And even like with my editor kind of challenging some of the things and being like, I know you save us all the time, but like expand, explain, 
Like, what does this really mean? This doesn't make sense to me. Like say more, explain it better. And just challenging me to be a better writer and a better communicator and explain and give examples of everything. So it's cool because the book is like the latest, the freshest, everything that I teach with step one, with the home, the physical space. And it's got like examples and I break things down. Like, you know, the toaster example I always give, uh-huh. like your toaster is taking up time and you don't even realize it. It's just sitting there. Like I broke it down into like how many minutes a year you're giving literally just to your toaster. So imagine like every pair of socks, every shirt, every pen, every book, every, every like it just is like really like, wow, it makes sense. I'm not bad at this. I'm not a bad mom. I'm overwhelmed. Like scientifically, there's not enough minutes. So it's just, it was really, really cool to actually break that down for women and help them see. And then I do get like super literal and practical with like the linen closet and your bedrooms and, you know, the bathrooms and what we do and how to make decisions and all that stuff that can feel kind of, to me, I'm like, ah, this is lame. This is boring, but I got to like get you there. But it is like so practical all to get you to that lighter life. So it was just really cool to go back and start fresh and really communicate this in a very clear, concise way on paper and in something that's as affordable as a book that really everyone could get their hands on. Oh, a hundred percent. And I have heard you talk about writing this book for years and years now. And so that's been the really cool thing Um, to see the example not even just what you teach, but how you've been living and knowing your entire story. And if you want to hear Allie's entire story, she doesn't have like three hours today to explain (laughs) it all. So I'll link to her podcast and good episodes for you. But it's been very inspiring to just kind of watch and see like, oh, I resonated with, you know, the paycheck not lasting through the month or even through the day that you got it. Right. And just all of these things and realizing, okay, I can sit here in my excuses or I can dream really big and I can actually create the life that I want to create. And for me following you for this amount of time for this link through pretty much not the very beginning, but real close. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really, really cool for me to be able to watch not just someone talk the talk and tell me the things, but to really see you put a vision out there, put something and then watch it happen to be like, holy shit, this girl's doing that. Like, yeah, not that I need permission for myself or that anyone else needs permission, but it's really cool to be like, okay, she's not that different than me. Like we're both moms of a lot of little kids And she's making all of this stuff happen. She's leaning into her talents. She's doing the things that light her up. She's creating abundance all over. And I don't know, for me, it's just been incredibly empowering for me to be able to go ahead and do that for myself. So I love that. as selfish as this is for myself, I hope someone else gets something out of this as well. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, but I want to link everyone to everywhere you're at, which I will do, but the book comes out, is it September 7th? 7th. Yeah. Am I right? Okay. And you can pre-order it right now. Go pre-order it. She has an amazing goal to hit how many pre-orders? I don't. Okay. So yeah, this is crazy. Like I, this has changed me so much with like how I buy books. I had no idea like what, how the process works, but 
like pre-orders are everything. So from now on, I'm going to pre-order every book, especially like when I listen to podcasts from someone or take their free content online. Like I'm always going to pre-order the book, even if I like don't want to read it, I'll just give it to someone else because holy crap, like pre-orders are everything. So I have had this goal for years of getting my book in Target. And my book is coming out at like the most competitive time, I guess. And so they initially said like, oh, we're going to have to pass. We don't have floor space for this book. There's like celebrity books coming out. But if you could get it, you know, if you could sell like between five and 8,000 uh, pre-order copies, we could like reconsider. So that's not even a yes. It's like a reconsider. But obviously because I'm an eight, I was like an eight on the Enneagram. I was like, I'm going to do this. So we we were like close. Like, I think we're less than a thousand copies away right now. That is really cool. But yeah, like it just, I've just, you go through something like this and you're like, oh my gosh, with all those pre-order pushes, like, and I waited and got the book, you know, when I saw it in the store, I'm never doing that again. I'm always going to pre-order. And like, even if you order on Amazon, you're still supporting small because you're supporting the author at a really scary time in their career. So it's just a really big deal. And I had no idea. Yeah. And that's really cool. And that's something that I had no idea about either. And that's actually changed for me too, where I'm like, Oh, okay. This is a big deal. Really sorry. I will pre-order from now on. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So thanks for being transparent about that too, because I didn't know. And now a lot of us know, like, this is a way that we can support people. It like makes or breaks it. It makes or breaks. And I think too, like for me, it's, it's not really about me. Like I'm excited and I obviously get paid to do what I do and that's awesome. But it's about getting this message on the floor at the store that these women are hanging out and going and grabbing a coffee and spending the day just browsing because they're trying to escape the craziness for a little bit. They're buying things and, and browsing. And I want to be there with them. Like I want, it's about getting the message that these women need. That's the opposite of hot mess mom, hot mess mom culture in front of their faces at a store that they love. So yes to Amazon, yes to Walmart, yes to Barnes and Noble and all these amazing things, but Target is a goal of mine. That's a really big deal. So we're working on that right now. If you pre-order, thank you for helping. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So head to Amazon right now, go pre-order her book. And then when it is in Target, go back to Target and buy it off the shelf at Target. That is my plan because it will be in Target. Thank you Um, so much. (laughs) You're welcome, Allie. And I just, again, I know I've already said it. Thank you so much for giving me a little bit of your time today and for coming on and talking. It really was so much fun to talk to you. Oh, of course. Thank you so much. Anytime. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I wanted to pop on at the last little bit of this to let you know that since Allie and I recorded this episode, she got word from Target that her book will in fact be on the shelves this September. I am so incredibly excited to see it there, to run to Target to take a picture with the book and knowing that she hit her goal. Like this entire episode, it is just amazing to see the things that can happen in your life when you clear out the crap when you get intentional and when you go for big things. This was such a joy to talk to Allie. If you enjoyed this conversation, I would love to know what your takeaways were. So take a screenshot, DM me, tag me, share it to your stories, whatever your jam is, I want to know. Thank you again for listening and I will see you guys next week.